And I got here and I began to just take my computer and put a blank page and begin to listen to the voice of the Lord this morning. And God spoke something to my heart and I want to share it with you tonight. I wanted to encourage you. So um, this is what I want to share. And uh, I want to begin by, uh, first of all, making be, I want you to reassure me tonight that I'm not preaching to dry bones, am I? So say hallelujah. Wake up. Come on. Arise and shine. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, first I want to do, I want to ask you a question. How many of you believe you're blessed? All right. Let me see. Some of you do. Well, all of you do. So, uh, how many of you know that you're blessed, though, to be a blessing? You know that? Say amen. Amen. So, you understood that when you woke up this morning, it wasn't by accident. When you still had breath in your body this morning, it wasn't by entitlement. When your children arose this morning in their right mind, it wasn't by some evolutionary guarantee. Well, how many know that Scripture says... As a believer, you should be blessed going in and going, coming out. That as a believer, you're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And that by the spirit of adoption, you can all call him Abba Father. And that as a child of God, you know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you believe these things, then by these things alone, declared by the Word of God, then you do have the right to declare tonight that I am blessed. So you, if you believe His Word, say it. I'm blessed. Say it again. I'm blessed. Oh, one more time like you mean it. I'm blessed. Now give God praise because you are blessed. But isn't it amazing how far we have gone in our interpretation of blessings and just 200 years of our American culture alone from in the beginning to just having a family land to grow our crops on food our health our faith just the necessities of life were enough to be counted blessed to now our American culture interprets blessings more as external things such as cars Fashionable clothes, jewelry, phones, money, things of monetary value. And necessity items that were once enough to be considered blessed are now simply viewed as entitlements. It can be true that cars and houses and money can be counted as blessings. But the truth about these blessings, they are external, can be enjoyable, but they're temporal means that will bring temporal happiness. Do you know how many external blessings there are that cost a lot of money or a lot of work to acquire, but yet are sold for pennies on the dollar at yard sales, auctions, or hauled off to the junkyards every year? Why? Often they were seasonal things. They were temporal things purchased by impulse that brought you a moment of happiness and then only became nothing more than clutter after a period of time. They lost their value. They depreciated. What was once appreciated is no longer effective in emotional value. Why? Can we find that answer in the Bible? Well, let's go to Scripture. 
In 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, Paul instructs us to look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. He's saying external things are temporary things. They're temporary blessings. See, the world has its own ideals about what is valuable, money, possessions, status, power, security, comfort, and legacy. But as the world defines these things, they are not transferable to eternity. As the old saying goes, you can't take it with you, and you won't see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. True, genuine blessings are the ones that last and last, and they never lose their value. Things with eternal value are, by definition, valuable forever. These are internal blessings, and internal blessings are produced by eternal things. External blessings are not eternal blessings. Those cars and those houses and those hobbies and those boats and that money are not eternal. They will fade, they will vanish, they will rust, they will rot, they will be destroyed at some certain point of their existence. Only internal blessings are found to be eternal blessings, such as love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. According to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, these are fruits of the Spirit. They are received as spiritual blessings which have eternal value. There are also nine gifts of the Spirit as well that are received as eternal gifts that produce eternal results. And Jesus said those external things, he can bless you with the homes, he can bless you with the car, he can bless you with the boat, but they are temporal and they pass away. There's just things designed for you to receive out of your overflow. But those internal that are in you, they come straight from the source the Spirit of God. Now let me ask you, where does the Holy Spirit dwell? In you. And if he's in you, you should be blessed internally and eternally. And if he's in you, then there should be something flowing out of you. Did he not say that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water? And did he not say that if you abide in me and I abide in you? So if you, so if you see if the Holy Spirit is in you, then you're his. How are we regenerated, made new, transformed by the washing of the word? See, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Come on, somebody. God dwells in the heart of man, therefore creating a well of salvation in your soul. Where your soul, deep within your innermost being, shall produce a flow of living water. Now, in the natural we know if we want water, we can dig a well because we know deep within the ground, there is water. We know it's there. If we dig a well and find water, we now have access to it. But that's it. It's just down in the ground. We know where it exists. So in order for us to get the water out of the ground, we have to have a pump that will cause it to flow out. And in order for the pump to work, we have to prime it. Priming calls a suction to begin that forces the water out of the ground to above the ground. So when it begins to flow, then we have to have a pipeline for it to reach certain destinations. And when the water begins to flow out of the pipes, it does what? 
It does many things. It produces external blessings such as it gives water to the thirsty. Literally saves lives. You use it to clean your clothes. You use it to cook. You use it to bathe and etc. and etc. There are so many uses. It's a necessity to natural life. It has many, say many, many benefits, or better yet, I'd like to use the word blessings. Now let's relate that to the Holy Spirit. The Word is the water. You're the well that houses it, the ground. Remember, we're made out of dirt. Deep within you, in your soul, is the Word, the water. The Holy Spirit is the pump. And worship is what primes the pump. Are you getting this? And our esophagus is the pipeline to get the water, the word, out of your ground, out of your belly to certain places. And the flow of it has many, he said rivers, not river, many benefits, many blessings coming out of your well. Of living, not dead, but out of living water, but eternal waters. Whereby you speak life, where you externally bless others. Where you pronounce blessing. Remember, there is life and death in the tongue. But your tongue will not speak death if out of the belly is flowing living water. And the water is what? The Word. And as a result, what dwells in you and wells up inside of you. Those internal blessings will produce external blessings. That's what happens around here. When the Holy Spirit begins to move in His people, people full of His Spirit begin to hear the word preach, which begins to cause the well of their salvation to rise up, and then they begin to worship. And it begins to cause the Holy Spirit to prime them. And then the next thing you know, out of their belly begins to flow living water. I've seen God use many of you in this fashion. I've seen Brother Bill Marvin be primed and pumped by the Holy Spirit. To the point, it begins to flow out of him. And he begins to move all around this altar. And he starts laying hands on people. And they become blessed and touched by what, by what is flowing out of Bill. And the next thing you know, we got a breakout of rivers of living water flooding this place. They weren't getting new cars or airplanes or money from Bill. But through Bill, they were getting peace, joy, love, healing, deliverance, being transformed and restored, restored by stuff you can't buy because it's a gift from God, and it's a free gift at that. See, internal, eternal blessings that come from Bill's internal overflow of external blessing because the Holy Spirit, through Bill's overflow, was able to bless many. And this is why Jesus said, Greater things than this will you do by the power that worketh in you. Jesus knew, what, knew that when he ascended to heaven, he would send the Holy Spirit. Then you will dwell in me and I will dwell in you. It's then through you I can bless others. Because the, of the power that dwells in you, which is in me, can work mighty through you and everyone I dwell in. Hallelujah. That's why you're blessed internally, eternally, is so you can be a blessing externally. Somebody's got to get this tonight. That's why Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Because if, you're, if you bless someone, you can't help but be blessed for being a blessing. You see, it's a flow. 
It's a continuous flow that is primed by the Holy Spirit as you worship him. The Holy Spirit is not a Dead Sea experience. It is a living water experience that rejuvenates the soul of a dry and thirsty people. It's a life-saving drink of water to the barren soul. It's the most refreshing and invigorating experience that can soothe your soul, that can calm your emotional storm, that can wash away your worries and do exceedingly abundantly above anything you're able to ask or think. Did he not say that he inhabits the praises of his people? You see, when he's in you, he flows out of you. And that's why we're always preaching that it's communicable, that it's contagious, that it's abundant, that the fire of the Holy Spirit spreads like a wildfire. Out of your overflow, it's when external blessings are produced. Your, your internal and your eternal joy will produce a long life of joy unspeakable and full of glory. If you're saved and you say you're not happy, then start blessing someone and watch and see if you don't start feeling blessed. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will begin to prime your old dry well and up will come from the deep within your soul a well of living water. See if you don't start feeling fulfilled. See if you don't start believing you have a purpose again. See if you don't start feeling alive again. The key to an old dried up well springing up again is repentance. The Bible instructs us to repent so that the times of refreshing shall come. And you will be regenerated by the washing of the word. That's the problem with sin. You see, sin only has pleasure for a season. That in the beginning it fascinates. In other words, it pleases the flesh. But in the end, it assassinates. The spirit leading to spirit, the spirit leads to spiritual death. You may not re, become as, excuse me, you may not, <clears throat> you may, must not become as a sponge. Sponges don't produce. They simply absorb and they dry up. Like a leech. Leeches don't produce. They suck the life out of people and they die. If you want to be blessed, bless someone with your gifts, your time, your talents, your money, your love, and your encouragement. With the internal things that provide external blessings to others. Edify the body of Christ. Exalt one another. Prefer your brother. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that keeps your mind from snapping. It's the love of God that produces joy in your life. It's the spirit that moves and breathes in you and through you to allow your life to prosper. For as your soul prospers, so shall you and your health. Materialism is a substitute for a soul void of the spirit. It's a counterfeit. It's not purpose-driven. It's nothing more than a band-aid, a fix, or a substitute. But a soul driven by the Spirit is purpose-driven. It's not void of faith. It's not void of confidence. It's not void of courage. It's primed, and it's pumped, and it's ready to be drawn from. Jesus says, All ye that are dry and you're thirsty, come unto me and drink, and you shall not thirst no more. He also said, all that you that are burdened, heavy laden, come to me and I shall give you rest. You have to be filled and refilled. Why? So you can be refreshed. How many of you know what it's like to drink a bottle of water on a hot day? Go back to work to only find yourself thirsty again. 
So what do you do? You get another drink. And what does another bottle of water do for you? It refreshes you. You sweat the first one out. So you get another one, which won't be the last one. You drink that day, and you just keep refilling and refreshing yourself. How many of you know what it's, how many of you would like to take a bath in the same water every day? No. You let it out, and you put new water in. Why? Because it's refreshing. You see, in the natural, we are constantly refreshing our bodies because we are constantly thirsting again and again and again. So it should be in the spiritual. You pour out, and God pours in. But I thought Jesus said if we drink of his water, we'll never thirst again. He did. So let me explain to you what I'm trying to say here. Here's how it happens in the natural. You pour a bottle of water into you. You sweat the water out. You get another bottle of water and you pour it into you. You get thirsty again, so you go get another bottle of water. Well, here's how it happens in the spirit. Although God pours into you and you pour out, the difference is the constant flow of the spirit. He pours in you, you pour out. He pours in you, you pour out. He pours in you, you pour out. There's never a moment of dryness because he's constantly refreshing you as he pours into you and you pour out your heart to others and you become a, a blessing to others. God continues to pour into you and it is a constant flow. It's a never-ending flow. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't lose its prime. It keeps flowing and flowing. Once you prime the water pump, the water begins to flow and it flows and flows until you turn it off. And God wants to continue bless you by refreshing you. But without a flow, you become stagnant. You'll become like a dead sea. And as a Christian, you must be like a tributary, a channel that God can flow through. I ask you how many of you are blessed. Now I'm going to ask you how many of you want to be a blessing. How many of you want to speak life into someone else's life? How many of you want to be a hero of the faith? How's that? Well, heroes are known for saving lives. They're, they're, they're known for going to the extreme above and beyond, even risking their own life to save another life. Well, as a Christian, as a believer, you should share the gospel in a way that saves someone else's life that you share the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can be rescued just like you were rescued. That is a hero of the faith. And then you must be engulfed with a well of living water. How this thing works, I give my heart and life to Christ. When I do that, he puts a well of salvation in me. And in that well of salvation, I have internal blessings, and I have the eternal blessing of eternal life. For good then out of my belly should flow rivers of living water I should then go and share the gospel with someone who does not know Jesus Christ and I ought to ought to edify them ought to be kind to them ought to love them ought to help them ought to be a good neighbor to them ought to be all these things these external blessings I should put up on them 
that leads them to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is to where they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and God puts a well of salvation in their heart and then in their soul and then out of their, they'll have internal blessings, they'll have eternal blessings and out of them will flow rivers of living water to somebody else that doesn't know Jesus Christ. This is the way that God operates through me and you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. If God has saved you and God has blessed you and you have the eternal blessing of life, then you should share that with someone who doesn't have that. And that's what God's calling the body of Christ to do. As we receive it, we should share it. And tonight, as a Christian, I ask you, why are some always looking for a drink, a well to drink from, when you should be the well with a constant flow, supplied by the Holy Spirit, primed by worship, producing external blessings that produce eternal results in the lives of this world. In Matthew 6 and 19, he says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. There's nothing wrong with having things, being blessed with things, as long as things don't have you. Because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, only to lose his soul? The greatest blessings you can receive are eternal. They're not external. And tonight, I'm not going to be a long time here. I'm simply going to do the prayer devotion, what God laid in my heart. And what God is speaking to this body is, as Christians, as believers, there ought to be that well of salvation in our soul. And up out of it because we're blessed. We're blessed with the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, those things I mentioned, the nine gifts. And the, and the gifts of the Spirit that operate in our lives. Those are spiritual blessings we have received. And the greatest is eternal life. And with that inside of us, because Christ dwells in us, we ought to be a river flowing out of us, out of our belly shall flow external blessing. That we speak life into people that we speak over people's life. We do kindness for people. We love our neighbors. We do these things to help one another, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share who Christ is with this world. And if your well is not springing up and it's not flowing out of you, the encouragement is tonight, is let the Holy Spirit prime you once again so that once again you'll be vibrant you'll be refreshed and renewed in the Holy Spirit to where you can once again, we're living in a day and a time and an hour that the church has got to be refreshed. We cannot be a dried up old well. We have got to be primed by the Holy Spirit. We've got to worship the Lord with all of our heart in spirit and in truth and let God empower us and refresh us and keep us refreshed to the place that we're alive again and out of us flows living water, that we speak life and we don't speak death, and that we're careful that what we speak, that we know and that we're accountable for everything that we speak, but the church ought to be the church that's flowing. We ought to be like rivers. Every single one of us should represent a river, a tributary that flows out of this place into our community, into our workplaces, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are sharing life when we share Christ. And there's a whole world out there that needs to hear that has not life. And they're putting all their stock and all their temporary happiness in things. 
thinking if they had more money, if they had a bigger house, a bigger car, a better job, that I'll, they'll find this happiness. But they, all they find is it was short-lived, that it was simply nothing but temporary. But what we have as believers is eternal, and it's valuable not just for a little while. It's valuable for eternity. And God is wanting to refresh his people, refresh his church, get those wells primed again, and let the church arise and let our enemies be scattered. Would you stand with me tonight? They're going to play a song in just a minute. I'm going to encourage everybody. As this song plays, either you probably should be repenting and asking for the times the refreshing can come back to your life so you can be refreshed again. If there's something in your life that's not right, repent. Do it. He's faithful and just to forgive you all sin, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. We have an advocate with the Father. And all you have to do is say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And be refreshed. Let that well be primed again. And if you're not repenting, then you ought to be praying and asking God, God, once again, prime my well. Let, let me overflow once again. I used to be so on fire for you, God. I used to tell everybody I come in contact about Jesus. I haven't told a soul in years. I'm dead on the inside. I go through the mechanics. I come to church. I'm just trying to live my life and get through this life. I buy these things. I buy those things, hoping that maybe I can find some kind of fulfillment here that will take this thing and bring me back to life again. There's only one thing that's going to bring you back to life, and that's the Spirit of God dwelling inside your heart. Every one of us can think back to when you first got saved, the zealousness we had, how zealous we were and anxious we were, and we wanted to tell everybody. We'd tell a stop sign they needed to be saved. We were that excited about this Jesus. And we got to get back to it because we're in the closing days. If ever there's a time the church should arise and shine, it's now. And God is calling the body. And he wants to revive and renew the spirit of, of the body. And the other thing, if you're here, worship. Worship the Lord tonight. So either you're repenting or you're praying or you're worshiping. One of these strange things should be happening when this song is playing. I want you to be sincere with all your heart and say and be committed. Not God, I want to be refreshed. I want to be renewed by your spirit. I'm not asking for things. I'm not asking for nothing else. All I'm asking that that spirit that is inside of me will once again will be alive and I'll be fervent again in my prayer. I'll be fervent in my commitment to, to evangelize. I will be used. I'll be a soldier back on the battlefield. I've been wounded, but God heal me. I've been mistreated, but God heal me. These things, are, things have come against me. God deliver me. I'm asking you tonight to please make a commitment for yourself with Christ for, and for the cause of the kingdom. So that once again, we'll, we'll, we will have the zealousness and the zeal to want to tell people about Jesus Christ. We have the greatest gift in life, and we should share it. The Bible tells us always to be ready to give an answer, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God's not a respecter of persons. I get amazed to think that God cared enough for me that he gave me that opportunity to have him. And if I deserve it, every single person in this world deserves it. And they're not, how can they hear unless a minister is sent? How can they hear unless we go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ? You share your story. Share that Jesus is the hope. Jesus is what they need. That's, it's what they've been looking for. They've been looking for something real. I managed to go 37 years before somebody told me about him. And there's other people out there as well. And you'll never know 
the difference it will make if you share the gospel. We should not be ashamed to share the gospel. And what we need is God to come down in his spirit and once again pump and prime this old well once again. And that water begin to flow again. And out of our mouths we begin to speak blessing, external blessings that will lead people to eventually have internal, eternal blessings and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as Steve, you can go ahead, or Danny, who's ever kicking off the song. We don't have a band tonight, but we've got a, a song we're going to play. And I'm just going to ask you, I'll come back up and dismiss in a minute, but just for the moment of this song, please, make a fresh commitment. Let God do what God wants to do tonight. Praise the name of the Lord.